You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. How many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol and how many went into the Capitol? Can you answer that now? I don't know the answer to that question. You don't know how many there were or there were none? know the answer to either of those questions if there were any i don't know how many you ha- don't know whether there are any i think you may have just perjured yourself that you don't know that there were any you want to say that again that you don't know that there were I any no personal knowledge of this matter i know nothing. nothing by the way that was in reference to ray epps and yesterday you indicted him isn't that a wonderful coincidence on a misdemeanor Meanwhile, you're sending grandmas to prison. You're putting people away for 20 years for merely filming. Some people weren't even there yet. You've got the guy on video who's saying go into the Capitol. We need to go into the Capitol. He's directing people to the Capitol before the speech ends. He's at the site of the first breach. You've got all the goods on him. Ten videos, and it's an indictment for a misdemeanor? The American public isn't buying it. The video that you're showing right now is something that has been out on Rumble. And I can tell you that from the information that we received from the Metropolitan Police Department, I can verify that this video is from a Metropolitan Police undercover officer. It appears that this officer is encouraging people to climb the scaffolding and go into the Capitol. It appears he's encouraging, he's definitely helping people climb the scaffolding, and he's telling them, go, go, go. Feds, agents of the federal government, were not just there, but were also encouraging people to riot or go into the Capitol. That's exactly right. Federal agents encouraged the violence that day. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. Uh, Did any FBI agents or confidential informants actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? I can't answer that. Who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Fed, 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 fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. They immediately recoiled when you asked any questions about January 6th. And that was a tip-off to me. I mean, I had no thought in my head as I watched this happen on television and in the subsequent weeks that U.S. law enforcement or military agencies had anything to do with it. That never crossed my mind. I never thought there was there was a false flag or anything like that. I'm not a conspiracist by temperament. I never thought that. And then I interviewed the chief of the Capitol Police, Stephen Sund, in an interview that was never aired on Fox, by the way. I was fired before it could air. I, I'm going to interview him again. But Stephen Sund was the totally non-political, worked for Nancy Pelosi. I mean, this was not some right-wing activist. He was the chief of the Capitol Police on January 6th. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That crowd was filled with federal agents. What? Yes. Well, he would know, of course, because he was in charge of security at the site. The Capitol Police chief says January 6th was a cover-up, and the pipe bomber still remains at large. Mr. Olson, on January 6th, 2021, did the Department of Justice or FBI have any plainclothes officers among the crowd at the Capitol? Senator, I'm not uh, aware of whether or not there were uh, plainclothes officers in, 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 in among the crowd uh, at the Capitol on, January, on July 6th, January 6th. 
did any plainclothes officers enter the Capitol on January 6th? I, I don't know the answer to that, Senator. I know nothing. Nothing. Now that is an incredibly powerful montage by Darren McBreen. It's called How Many Feds Does It Take to Stage an Insurrection? You can find and share it. And please do. We ask you to share everything. But this is one that really reconfigures the entire view of January 6th when you realize that you had God only knows how many, but dozens of federal agents actually there orchestrating it, encouraging people to go into the Capitol, encouraging people to climb the scaffolding. And then these same people are then thrown into prison for decades in some cases. You realize just how thorough this inside job really was. We'll be right back to Daily Dispatch. Don't go anywhere. It's Friday, September 29th, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this scene, get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, it's down. All right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. I'm glad to be with you here this Friday, September 29th. 23. Can you believe we're at the end of September? Time flies, folks. We have a lot to talk about today, including the Biden impeachment, which is shockingly absent from mainstream media, especially when you compare it with the 24-hour nonstop siren blaring of the impeachment against Donald Trump. It's like you, there's not even, it's not even like it's not on the headlines. It's like you search impeachment and there's just nothing. There's just like a couple MSM articles being like, this impeachment shows the desperation of the Republican, like just silence across the board. So we'll correct some of that. We'll talk a little bit about the impeachment inquiry and show you some clips from it. But we'll begin today as we do every day with our daily dispatch. Uh, Here's the way The Guardian puts it. An impeachment and shutdown show will fuel the crisis in U.S. democracy. Government events once seen as rare, dangerous, and to be avoided at all costs are now deployed with increasing abandon. If it's Thursday, it must be impeachment. If it's Saturday, it must be government shutdown. Next week, Republicans in Congress seem determined to prove the U.S. democracy is broken. Uh, Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, kind of is. It kind of is. See, they... Uh, launched a bioweapon disease to create mail-in ballot initiatives so they could rig the election and install an unelected puppet who is thoroughly and congenitally corrupt. So, yeah, it is kind of broken. We're trying to fix it here. We're actually trying to get back on track a little bit. And, again, we'll show you videos from the – impeachment here in just a little bit you you almost have to admire the democrats willing blindness willful ignorance to the reality of their party like it's 
maybe not admirable, impressed might be a better word. You have to be impressed by their willingness just to close their eyes to the overabundance of evidence that not just Joe Biden, but that his entire family has been exploiting their position in government for decades at this point. It's, it's really something else. It's really something else, I'll tell you. We'll show you some clips of uh, Democrats during the impeachment hearing. That'll just destroy your hope in humanity. It, it really will. You'll see. It's interesting. I'll save the story for a second. Meanwhile, New York Democrats to distribute flyers telling illegal immigrants to go somewhere else. New York City has had enough of illegal immigrants exhausting the city's resources and is planning on distributing flyers to illegal immigrants that state that they will not be able to find work in the Big Apple and to go somewhere else. It's kind of a weird policy for a a sanctuary city to pursue, but hey, who who am I to criticize? According to Bloomberg, the flyers will be dispersed to illegal immigrants in New York City shelters and at the U.S.-Mexico border in an attempt to dissuade them from coming to the concrete jungle. The contents of the flyer warn illegal immigrants that you will not be placed in a hotel, and NYC is one of the most expensive cities in the world. You are better off going to a more affordable city. (laughs) I'm sorry, that's funny. That's very funny. New York City is now distributing flyers to – so they're a sanctuary city – Before they actually had illegal immigrants, it was all, we are going to rescue you from racist Trump. You come here and we will guard you and shield you and put our bodies in the way to protect you from the big bad Trumpians. Then they actually show up and they're just like, you know, New York City kind of sucks. Actually, we suck. Don't come here. Don't come here. It's way, it's super expensive. Everybody hates it. We're all miserable. You want to come here? Really? Here? New York City? Do you know how expensive it is to live here? And what are you paying for? To live in filth? You want to pay that much to live in a dumpster? You want to come live in our dumpster? No way. Don't come here. We are awful. We're just terrible. We don't know what we're doing. We're completely out of control. Crime, filth, rats. I mean, the rats. We have a rat czar. Do you know if we have a rat czar in New York City? whose one job is to deal with the rat infestation, and she can't even get a handle on it, we're losing. We're losing to the rats. Don't come here. (laughs) Yes, issuing flyers, uh, deriding their own city in a flailing attempt to prevent the consequences of the policies they are still pursuing. I mean, they could just not be a sanctuary city anymore. You could just actually cooperate with ICE and the Border Patrol and actually expel these people because they're foreigners that are citizens of other countries and you can just send them back there where they live and grow up. Or you can uh, distribute flyers begging them not to take advantage of the policy that you passed. So there it is. Meanwhile, Elon Musk is uh, is. Well, he's, he's playing dress up. Now he's acting like a Border Patrol agent. Elon Musk live streams border to give people firsthand account of migrant crisis. Fox News correspondent Griff Jenkins reported from Texas on Elon Musk's uh, visit to the border. Eagle Pass on Thursday with plans to live stream the tour of the area and give people a sense of the real situation in the ongoing migrant crisis. Musk, who owns Tesla, SpaceX and X, has shown significant interest in the ongoing crisis along the border and has been posting about it frequently on his social media platform X, formerly known as Twitter. It's a good start. It's a good start. You just you would think. You would think that that a crisis 
that really consists of of nothing more than purposefully designed ineffectual government policy where a bunch of unarmed foreigners are just wandering across our border seems like the type of thing that the world's richest man could uh, probably get a handle on pretty quick. How many millions of dollars do you think it would take if you just had an unlimited bank account, Elon Musk, how much money do you think it would take to close the southern border completely? Zero crossings. I think you could do it for less than 10 million bucks. I think it'd be less than 10 million bucks. I think it could be less than like a million bucks. I think you could do it for free if you just deputized the American people to go patrol their own border. I think if you just paid for like transportation and meals and like some tents for them to sleep in, I think we could shut down the border completely. I think it'd be a fun way to spend a a month or two in uh in the fall. I think that'd be nice. So I like that he's going down to the southern border and seeing it for himself. I would really like if he were to go so full supervillain mode and just dedicate a billion dollars to forming a militia. <laughs> it's legal after all. Meanwhile, uh, the consequences of America's meddling in Pakistan is coming home to roost. Suicide bombings ripped through two mosques in Pakistan, killing at least 57 people. Suicide bombings ripped through two mosques in Pakistan on Friday, killing at least 57 people and injuring more than 60. Amid events marking the birthday of Prophet Muhammad, police and health officials said, no group has claimed responsibility for the blast, one of which trapped dozens of people under rubble, media said. A surge in migrant atta- uh, militant attacks has raised the stakes for security forces ahead of general elections set for Jan- uh, January. Remember that, you know, they used to see this a lot more. Uh, it slowed down sort of in Pakistan under the, the leadership of uh, Imran Khan. Uh, but then America decided he wasn't sufficiently supportive of the Ukraine war and had to be ousted through uh, a deep state coup. So uh, now we're back to the murder, mayhem, and terror that always seems to erupt in the wake of American intervention. Meanwhile, this from Sweden, Swedish PM considers deploying, deploying military to wrestle back control of inner cities amid wave of gang-related shootings and explosions. Sweden, the number one spot in the world for bombs outside of a war zone. Now Swedish uh, PM going to send the military to fight the migrants. Why don't you send the military to arrest the politicians that brought the migrants in and the NGOs that ferried them across the ocean? Have you tried taking the real red pill? A one-of-a-kind heart and brain formula designed exclusively for InfoWarsStore.com. One of the most powerful ingredients in Real Red Pill Plus is pregnanolone. Pregnenolone levels decrease with age, and low levels are associated with fatigue, low brain function, and unhealthy aging. The Real Red Pill Plus also provides essential trace minerals, such as vitamin B12, calcium, copper, and zinc. Featuring naturally occurring L-theanine, caffeine, and theobromine, the energy blend inside the Real Red Pill Plus provides an extra pick-me-up for your day that goes beyond the second cup of coffee. So visit Visit InfoWarsStore.com, go down the rabbit hole, and try taking the real red pill. Now 25% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com.
My fellow patriots, the trifecta has not been in stock for years. Many of these products have been sold out for years, but we've not had all three of them at once together at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. This is your best opportunity at the lowest price to support the broadcast, but more importantly, experience DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, and Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. All three of these products are back in stock right now for a limited time at 40% off. It would take me an hour to tell you about what's in DNA Force Plus or Real Red Pill Plus or Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, read about these products, find out why they're so game-changing, and get yours today. DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, all three back in stock. It's the trifecta sale, 40% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on air. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Late breaking news here. Diane Feinstein, California's longest serving senator, has died at age 90. Death leaves vacant her powerful Senate seat, requiring Governor Gavin Newsom to appoint a temporary successor. But would any of us be surprised if she just continued to serve? Diane Feinstein. After death, continuing to serve as California's longest serving senator. Democrats passing marks the end of a boundaries pushing political career that spanned more than half a century, studded with major legis- legislative achievements on issues including gun control and the environment. Feinstein planned to retire at the end of her current term in 2024. San Francisco native Feinstein cleared a path for women in politics as she rose in the ranks of leadership. After two failed bids for mayor, she was elected president of San Francisco's Board of Supervisors in 1978, becoming the first woman to hold the title. And you know what? A little piece of wisdom. That's a... my mother always shared with me is if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. So we'll be moving on now. We move on to some other topics. Thank you. And in fact, first, I want to start with a, uh, a video. It's a clip we must have missed from the debates, the GOP debates on uh, Wednesday. It's clip number 13. Uh, This happened at the GOP debate, and uh, nobody's really talked about it yet. Let's go now to clip number 13. Please allow me to welcome our Spanish-speaking audience. Muy buenas noches a todos. Desde la Biblioteca Presidencial. I'm sorry, why are we speaking Spanish, and why are the people who can't even speak the language of this country allowed to vote? This is just weird. We are in America, right? Are we? I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. Go to a break. Ilya. We need to go to a commercial break where Reagan built a coalition. <laughs> Friend of the show, Damon Amani on Twitter. Damon Amani uh, did that little, little edit there. It's, it's a great question. It's a great question. Uh, the answer is uh, we're Mexico now. We're just, we're becoming Mexico. We're being colonized by Mexico. I don't know if you've, if you've noticed this. It's very weird. It's a very bizarre feeling. 
growing up in America, not ever going anywhere else, and suddenly finding that you can't understand the signs that are in your neighborhood. (laughs) One by one, the uh, signs in English are being replaced by Spanish, and like half the ads I get served on YouTube are in Spanish, just, just, just straight up a foreign country's language. Yeah, we're being uh, conquered. We're being conquered is what it is. That's what's going on here. Hope, hope I cleared that up for you. When it comes to the GOP debates, Newt Gingrich says, no more pointless GOP debates. Trump is going to be the nominee. Former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich dropped a truth bomb Thursday, the story from Infowars.com, noting that there is no use having more debates among Republican also-ran candidates because Donald Trump is pulling so far ahead of them and is certain to be the nominee for 2024. And we talked about a little bit about this yesterday, the fact that the GOP debates are doing nothing other than undercutting the presumptive nominee. Like it, it, really, it really doesn't make any sense. You've got one side of the aisle who is ruthlessly and like psychotically obsessed with destroying Donald Trump, and then you have the other side of the aisle, the Republicans, just like casually trying to destroy Donald Trump, just helping out the Democrats however they can, just undermining the, again, presumptive and de facto leader of their party by holding these debates. There is no point to them. Why are we? There's only negatives. Like, there's nothing positive about this. They all make fools of themselves by even participating. It's just a act of total futility. So what are they doing? It's not good for the people in the debate. It's not good for the overall Republican Party. It's not good for America. Why don't we just just wrap this up? Why don't we just finish this out and uh, just all get behind Trump as the last best hope for the fate of this republic? Elon Musk had a, a very interesting day yesterday. Elon Musk says, we're running out of conspiracy, uh, conspiracy theories that didn't turn out to be true. Twitter slash X owner Elon Musk has commented on the coordinated political attempt to unperson Russell Brand, describing it as a witch burning and questioning why now. Musk made these comments during a conversation on X Spaces Thursday when asked about Brand being demonetized on YouTube owing to allegations of sexual assault dating back a decade. There needs to be obviously a conviction here. You, I can't be guilty until proven innocent, Musk noted, adding, quote, we're just sh- uh, just sort of in the witch burning phase here. Just being declared a witch is enough to make you a witch and be burnt. Anyone can be accused at any time on false charges, and we can't be destroying their lives on the potential of false accusations. Musk also said he found it interesting that the charges have emerged now that Brand has been rattling the cage of the powers that be saying, quote, seems like an odd coincidence that's happening when Russell is really gaining traction, questioning a lot of the conventional wisdom, Musk noted, adding that Brand has been targeted as somebody who's now spreading, quote, conspiracy theories, saying, I think we're running out of conspiracy theories that didn't turn out to be true, Musk asserted. Well, I could tell you some. (laughs) I could tell you some. They're all true, by the way. They just haven't been proven and exposed yet. They're just theories right now. Just funny, conspiracy theories that have turned out to be true. So I think those are what you call uh, conspiracies. I think those are conspiracies then. These are just 
secret criminal cabals that are working, cooperating in the shadows to bring about eventualities that would be rejected if they did it in a forthright and upfront fashion. So they do it in a secretive, underhanded way to get what they want and manufacture the consent of the wider American public. I think Elon gets that. Again, I get why people are suspicious of Elon Musk. I understand, and even part of it, I think, is like too good to be true. It's like, why is this guy seemingly going to bat for so many things that nobody else in a position of power goes to bat for? And I'm always sort of leaving open the pause. I mean, you know, the dude is... uh, basically scouring the entire earth and satellite radio, uh, you know, radio energy with his uh, Starlink control grid. And he's trying to put chips in people's brains. I get that. But my God, what a, like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? He's like going to the border. He bought Twitter and seems to be fighting tooth and nail to keep it free and actually going up against the ADL and these massive pressure groups to keep it free, which is another saga that we'll get into. Because in a very ironic sort of twist, uh, because Elon Musk claimed that the ADL was trying to destroy X and trying to extort them into imposing censorship... They called that anti-Semitic, and then all the Jewish groups got together to put the pressure on him to prove him right, I guess. Bodies is back. The ultimate turmeric product on the market has returned to InfoWarsStore.com and is now 25% off for a limited time. Utilized for thousands of years, turmeric is one of the most studied medicinal herbs today. Hundreds of peer-reviewed scientific articles are published every year on the chemistry and therapeutic potential of turmeric and its active components. Bodies will reduce inflammation throughout the body, help boost and support flexibility, increase mobility, assist in joint function, bolster your immune system, and so much more. Regular turmeric from the store contains about 1-5% to of the active ingredient curcuminoids, but our super powerful extract using bodies contains over 95% of the active ingredients in turmeric. No other product can compare with this curcuminoid delivery system, so if you want to put the true power of turmeric to the test, then look no further. Grab yourself a bottle today for 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com and put your body at ease. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. There is an impeachment inquiry taking place, although you wouldn't know it if you're watching mainstream media. don't even know that it's happening, let alone what it's about, why it's warranted, just, just silence. And in fact, we can, uh, we can illustrate this here. This is uh, today, obviously, CNN.com. Let me pull up this uh, screen here. You know, you got Senator Feinstein dies. 
You got nine ways government shutdown could affect your daily life. Majority of national parks would be shut. Uh, recent days revealed a profound truth about 2024 election with Biden saying there's something very dangerous happening in America. We've got uh, there's rain. There's rain in New York. OK, great. Uh, more wind energy. That's nice. OK. Uh, Congresswoman. Oh, here's something about the. OK. The only thing we have so far is Congresswoman curse, curses and passionate rebuke of impeachment proceedings. Okay, so there's one there down there, sort of far down. And, of course, it's highlighting um, maybe one of the most embarrassing displays of unhinged uh, – what's the uh, – idiocy? Moronitude? <laughs> Moron, uh, she's a big dumb idiot that uh, is saying a bunch of stuff that doesn't make any sense. This is the one thing that uh, CNN chooses to highlight. Okay, so – yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing at all. Okay, just that one. You got the one little story that's highlighting uh, the Democratic congresswoman being an embarrassing idiot. A GOP leaders, force tactics. Okay, just giving you a, a nice, clear, thorough view of the CNN head pa- uh, headline head page today. Now, if we go back to the day that the Democrats launched an impeachment hearing on uh, Trump, September 25th, 2019, it's giant capital letters, big, bold, red letters, House launches impeachment inquiry. And every headline is about this. Pelosi called out Trump's betrayal of his oath of office while announcing his inquiry. Inquiry probe, what happens next? Lawmaker, the dramatic moment helped spur inquiry. Inside, tangled web of Trump officials and Ukraine leader, House GOP leader, blessed Pelosi's decision. Twelve words that just fundamentally changed Washington. Trump reacts to calls for impeachment. Former intel chief feels so bad for his successor. Opinion, did Trump betray his country? The answer is yes. Ukrainian president says his conversations with Trump are private and confidential whistleblower complaint released to congress mcconnell says senate will look into complaint trump says he will release transcript uh, Rep- uh, representative tulsi gabbard says impeachment of trump will be terribly divisive for this country just it's like there's no other stories other than the impeachment inquiry so republicans launch impeachment inquiry crickets just total silence like it's not even happening democrats launch an, launch an impeachment inquiry against trump and it's Sirens blaring, red capital letters, just full page press, just constant coverage, nonstop, getting everybody on board with, by the way, a significantly, like inexplicably, inexpressibly weaker case for Trump being impeached than there is for Joe Biden. I mean, it's not even comparable. What was Trump even impeached over? He called Ukraine. He withheld weapons transfers from Ukraine until Ukraine actually dealt with some of its corruption. Of course, he was forced to eventually send those weapons, which did pave the way for the war in Ukraine that we're dealing with now. Because we told you at the time that this impeachment inquiry was being launched that it was a defensive maneuver against Trump. That Trump was dangerously close to unraveling the whole corrupt network of foreign influence that the Biden regime and the Obama regime and the Hillary Clinton State Department regime had been running in Ukraine uh, for the last several years. Just a little little compare and contrast 
a then versus now how this impeachment inquiry is being treated by the media. And again, one is legitimate and based on like just overwhelming evidence. I mean, the impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden is just it's like impossible to even lay out the amount of evidence. You know, it's like one of those things where I don't know if you all one of the first things I did at InfoWars when I came to work here in 2017 is Donald Trump came to Austin as president to talk about the hurricane that was uh, headed our way or maybe it had just landed and when he was here in Austin there was a big group of protesters demanding Trump's impeachment and so I went out with Owen I was filming him just walk around asking people impeached for what impeach what there are people holding signs holding big signs where every person has a letter and spells impeachment they were there got out of bed they got dressed they made signs they wanted to go protest to demand an impeachment and every time you ask them impeached over what they just got mad they just got mad that you would dare ask such a question they wanted him impeached before he was even president and when you asked him why they just they literally had nothing they were just like heaped he's well what about what about the hurricane there's a hurricane here why is I, why isn't he dealing with the hurricane it's just like he's in town to deal with the hurricane. They're like, well, uh, okay. Yeah, well, he should be impeached still. Nothing, right? On our side, it's like, why should Joe Biden be impeached? And we're like, ah, oh, geez, where do we begin? Uh, I mean, I mean, God, how far back do you want to go? I mean, what part of this do you want to start with? Is it the uh, Hunter Biden having a job with Burisma, being paid tens of billions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars to peddle influence with his father. Is it the fact that his father then changed government policy at the behest of the people that were giving he and his family bribes? Uh, the evidence, do you want the like bank records? Do you want the text messages? Do you want the emails? Do you want the sworn testimony from the people involved? Do you want the video and audio recordings of them conspiring on the phone and actually laying all this out? Do you want the clip of joe biden himself admitting it uh, in front of a crowd and bragging about how he did it i mean there's so much evidence it's like hard to even know where to begin on this guy yeah same about donald trump it's like uh something about a phone call well there was definitely some sort of phone call that i'm sure there was a whistleblower there was a whistleblower and there was a phone call so psh, get him out of here impeachment High crimes and misdemeanors. It's just like – so again, we're dealing with this situation. I, is there some catchy term we can come up with where it's just – yet again, we're in this situation where it's like on one hand, you have an impeachment inquiry against Trump that was utterly baseless, totally fraudulent, an obvious deep state scheme to prevent him from interrupting their long-term plans for war in Ukraine. You got impeachment with just – not even no proof, no claims really. Like it's hard to have proof when you don't even have the criminal activity that you're trying to prove. They didn't even have a criminal activity that they were accusing Trump of being a, a part of. And then on the other hand, you have Joe Biden with just a litany, a backlog, a thousand miles long of the criminality that he and his family have been a part of. And the way these things, these two things are treated is the Trump impeachment is treated like a natural uh, you know 
national disaster, a major crisis, red capitalized uh, you know, terror headlines on every page, continuous 24-hour coverage delving into every detail, whereas the impeachment to Biden, it's just silence, crickets, not even mentioning it, maybe sharing one or two videos of the Democrats. So like yet again, we're in the situation where it's not just they do things and we do things and then it's treated unfairly. It's that they had nothing to impeach Trump on. It's treated like a like the most important thing that's ever been done. They ceremoniously waddle the order and it's covered every second documented on CNN in this embarrassing display of obesity. And then when it's Trump, it's just they don't even have cameras there. They aren't even aware that it's happening. It really shows you how thoroughly they control the flow of info. We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. I think we've got 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 testosterone boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of Pain MD, incredible natural pain reliever situation. All three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Back, ladies and gentlemen. This is InfoWars. We're here just making up for the mainstream media's seeming lack of interest in the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. A long overdue intervention in the corrupt regime that, frankly, should be impeached for a million other reasons. Right. Where are the impeachment against Alejandro Mayorkas for opening the border, creating an app for people to illegally enter our country? Where is the impeachment inquiry over their utter failure 
to fulfill their obligations, their responsibilities in a way and to a degree that amounts at least to criminal involvement in the innumerable horrors that have come about because of their failure to prevent the cartels from using the southern border as a massive drug trafficking gateway. Where are the impeachment inquiries against DHS for not just attempting to, but very successfully abusing and violating the First Amendment of the Constitution? Is that is that not a crime? It's so funny how for so long the social media was, well, they're private companies. The First Amendment's about the government not doing it. Well, when the government does censor the American people, as they have been proven time and time again to do in cooperation with the social media companies, where is the punishment? Where is the impeachment? Where is the inquiry into that that actually has teeth and isn't just piling more evidence on the skyscraper high pile of evidence we already have where's the impeachment inquiry against the doj as they're very clearly weaponizing the judicial system against their political enemies in a way that is the death knell of us as a republic or a democracy or anything remotely approximating a free society where are the other impeachments. So it's better late than never, I guess. Something rather than nothing, I guess. When I say this is a long overdue intervention, I mean this is like the, the this is the little boy putting his putting his finger in the in the hole in the dam to stop the flow of water. While simultaneously, there's a massive gaping hole in the dam right next to him with water just pouring through endlessly. Like maybe this will sort of shut off one of the valves of corruption in Joe Biden. But how do you impeach an entire government? Because that's what's necessary at this point. That being said, we are going to make up for the MSM's seeming total lack of interest in this important event. We'll show you some. Highlight clips from this. We'll go first to clip number two here. This is James Comer opening the hearing on the basis for an impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden. Let's watch. Since assuming our Republican majority in January, the House Oversight and Accountability Committee has uncovered a mountain of evidence revealing how Joe Biden abused his public office for his family's financial gain. For years, President Biden has lied to the American people about his knowledge of and participation in his family's corrupt business schemes. At least 10 times, Joe Biden lied to the American people that he never spoke to his family about their business dealings. He lied by telling the American people that there was an absolute wall between his official government duties and his personal life. Let's be clear, there was no wall. The door was wide open to those who purchased what a business associate described as the Biden brand. Evidence reveals that then-Vice President Joe Biden spoke, dined, and developed relationships with his family's foreign business targets. These business targets include foreign oligarchs who sent millions of dollars to his family. It also includes a Chinese national who wired a quarter of a million dollars to his son. 
Joe Biden also lied to the American people about his family making money in China. He continued to lie about it, even when the House Oversight Committee uncovered bank wires, revealing how the Bidens received millions from Chinese companies with significant ties to Chinese intelligence and the Chinese Communist Party. Just this week, we uncovered two additional wires sent to Hunter Biden that originated in Beijing from Chinese nationals. This happened when Joe Biden was running for president of the United States, and Joe Biden's home is listed as the beneficiary address. To date, the House Oversight Committee has uncovered how the Bidens and their associates created over 20 shell companies, most of which were created when Joe Biden was vice president, and raked in over $20 million between 2014 and 2019. We've also identified nine Biden family members who have participated in or benefited from these shady business schemes. Now, what were the Bidens selling to make all this money? Joe Biden himself. Joe Biden is the brand. And Joe Biden showed up at least two dozen times with business targets and associates sending signals of access, influence, and power to those prepared to pay for it. The American people demand accountability for this culture of corruption. They demand to know how these schemes have compromised President Biden and threatened our national security. They demand safeguards to be put in place to prevent public officials from selling access to their public office for private gain. Under the leadership of Speaker Kevin McCarthy, House Republicans have now opened an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. By opening an impeachment inquiry, our investigation is now focused on whether President Biden engaged in impeachable offenses under the U.S. Constitution. It empowers Congress, elected by the people, to continue providing the answers, transparency, and accountability that the American people demand and deserve. In recent history, Democrats inflicted much damage on the credibility of congressional investigations by peddling the Russian collusion hoax. But this committee, under this majority, will not pursue such witch hunts based on manufactured allegations, innuendo, and no real evidence. Today, the House Oversight Committee will examine over two dozen pieces of evidence revealing Joe Biden's corruption and abuse of public office. This includes emails, text messages, bank records, and testimony of Biden business associates. We will hear from legal and financial experts about this evidence and crimes that may have been committed as Joe Biden was sold around the world. The House Oversight Committee, along with the committees on the Judiciary and Ways and Means, will continue to follow the money and the evidence to pr provide accountability so that Americans know their public offices are not for sale. I now yield to Jason Smith, the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, for his opening statement. There you go. It's James Comer laying out why exactly this is important. You know, I mean, sure, we don't have, uh, you know, Biden like making a call to a to a foreign leader as president of the United States. I mean, that would be impeachment worthy. This I mean, just endless corruption, making tens of millions of dollars using his family to launder the money and then using the DOJ to cover it up. I mean, you know. Where's the fire? <laughs> I don't know. It's a heck of a lot of smoke, though, isn't there? Let's see. We have time for another clip here. We'll go to clip number five. Here's Jonathan Turley talking about the credible allegations that warrant scrutiny of President Biden's conduct. Clip five. Last week, the attorney general told us that Weiss had the authority because I promised him he would have the authority if he asked it. That seems to me to be something different. 
It's what he said to the Senate, he's got full authority, no problem. Last week he told the House Judiciary Committee he had authority because I promised if he come talk to me, I would give him the authority. That I already told the Senate he had. Do you see a concern there with false statements coming from the Biden Justice Department? Well, there is a concern. You don't have to prejudge the evidence to say that obviously this is part of the inquiry. And what I don't understand is the opposition to the inquiry itself. It seems to me the test is, would the alleged conduct, if proven, establish impeachable offenses? And is there a credible basis for those allegations? I think the answer is clearly yes, that there is a basis uh, to look at the president's conduct without prejudging whether that qualifies at the beginning of that inquiry as an article of impeachment. And let's be clear, you don't need a full vote of the House to proceed in an impeachment inquiry phase of our constitutional duty to do oversight. In fact, the Democrats did it. Four years ago, I was in an impeachment deposition run by Adam Schiff in the bunker in the basement of the Capitol, and I went to the floor. So I'm in an impeachment deposition, and I went to the floor to vote, to vote on opening an impeachment inquiry. They did the same darn thing because you have that authority as a Congress when the Speaker of the House makes that designation. Nancy, uh, the Speaker Nancy Pelosi did, in fact, initiate the impeachment. In some cases, then you have a later vote. I've said in my testimony, I consider that the best practice to have a vote of the house but the court that was referenced earlier looked at this and said that the constitution does not require resolution actually said if you look at all the impeachments yeah. often there wasn't a resolution that doesn't mean it's not a good practice but the constitution itself so basically uh, long story short the democrats that. set the president and they are, now they're very mad that republicans are doing the same thing we'll show you a response from the democrats on the other side stay with us omega-3 fatty acids are needed for optimal strength, and they can only be obtained through diet. They can be found in grass-fed beef, which is why the ruling class is trying to ban it. And they can be found in fish, which are arguably the best source of omega-3s. But the problem today is finding fish without a high mercury content. Your best option is our ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil at InfoWarsStore.com. Omega-3 fatty acids are essential for both our neurological and cardiovascular systems, our brain and our heart. They improve mood, mental clarity, and immune function. Get your essential omega-3 fatty acids from the best sources available, ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil. Get some today at InfoWarsStore.com. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Back, folks. Second hour has begun here on American Journal. We'll be opening up the phone lines for your calls in just a little bit. In the meantime, I want to show you a few more videos from the impeachment inquiry, and we'll move on from that because we do have some other interesting stuff to talk about. Let's go to some of the uh, Democrat hysteria as they just embarrassed themselves and all of us by refusing to behave like adults, <laughs> just being uh, petulant weirdos. As always, here's Jamie Raskin uh, calling for a vote of subpoenaing key figures like Rudy Giuliani for some reason. I, we can't figure it out. Here's uh, clip number three. A recorded vote on that, Mr. Chairman. This is on the, the subpoena of the two key figures, Rudy Giuliani and Lev Parnas. Key figures for what? 
But in your theory about why President Biden should be impeached, I think this is going to be an informative hearing for you, Mr. Raskins, because we've we're going to present evidence. What evidence? There's no evidence. Well, just no fact. Just sit back and let let the American people hear the see the hearing and let the American people. All right. Now, look, you've gone over your time. We're going to have a. We're going to go by the the rules here. Okay. Okay. Motion. Motion And I'm glad you brought the box of bank statements. If we had a box of all the foreign money the Bidens took, it would have reached to the ceiling. Yeah. So let's just have a point of inquiry. No, listen, everybody's going to get five minutes. I'm going to present the witnesses. Everyone's going to get a chance. Five minutes. I let the ranking member go way over time in his opening statement, but we are going to abide by the five minutes. There's a motion to table on the and you know how that's going to be reported. Uh, here's how it's reported in Gateway Pundit. Comer shuts down Democrat Representative Raskin after he tries to hijack impeachment hearing for a call with vote on subpoenaing Rudy Giuliani. But of course, you can just see the CNN headlines now where it's like chaotic impeachment inquiry goes off the rails. You know, Republican inquiry devolves into chaos and you actually watch it and it's all democrats just like can we subpoena rudy giuliani excuse me point of parliamentary inquiry what can i go to the restroom please like it's just like these people man it's really like you're tr- <laughs> yeah 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 i can't even uh there's just a, there's a phrase that um from a racist poem <laughs> but it's, it's stuck in my mind and has been for like years it's from uh the white man's burden there's just this for you rudyard kipling poem where he uses this phrase half demon half child they're half demons and half children and that's sort of that's the democrats that's who we're dealing with right half the time there's like little kids it's like don't want any rules they just want to like, do whatever they want they just like get mad mad and loud and annoying whenever you tell them no and then the other half of the time they're just like cooking a human body over a spit and are just like we eat blood they're just like half just ceaseless resonant evil and the other half just like children they're just like little children that's what pops into my mind when i hear that let's go now to clip number 12 uh, here's another democrat being uh, the best that they have let's watch president of the United States has committed. But when we start talking about things that look like evidence, they want to act like they blind. They don't know what this is. These are our national secrets. Looks like in the to me. In the toilet. This looks like more evidence of our national secrets, say on a stage at Mar-a-Lago. When we're talking about somebody that's committed high crimes, it's at least indictments. Let's say 32 counts related to unauthorized retention of national security secrets. Seven counts related to... That's right, folks. She's talking about wanting to impeach Donald Trump, who is not president. She's uh, reading out all of the completely falsified accusations against Donald Trump for some reason in this impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden. We don't know. But back to the lady. Because he's got 91 counts pending right now. But I will tell you what the president has been guilty of. He has unfortunately been guilty of loving his child unconditionally. And that is the only evidence that they have brought forward. And honestly, I hope and pray that my parents love me half as much as he loves his child. Until they find some evidence, we need to get back to the people's work, which means keeping this government open so that people don't go hungry in the streets of the United States. And I will yield. 
taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people. It's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, folks. We're going to move on from uh, impeachment now. Talk about some other stuff. Although related to what I was talking about a little bit earlier, Circuit allows Biden admin to continue social media censorship demands. So not only is the federal government not being held accountable for blatantly violating the First Amendment in an egregious fashion, uh, they're actually just going to keep doing it now. Federal agencies accused of pressuring social media companies to remove users' content will remain free to contact those companies for the time being because the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit has temporarily stayed a judge's order forbidding them from making contact. The heavily litigated case remains pending before the Fifth Circuit. At the same time, a Supreme Court order blocking the judge's order remained in effect. As of press time on September 27th, the Biden administration has been ordered to make submissions to the Fifth Circuit by midday on September 28th as to how the court should proceed. So there's that. Basically, they declared that the federal government was violating the First Amendment and exceeding their authority by contacting social media companies. But they're going to let them keep doing it for a while and just keep doing it for a little bit. The lawsuit alleges that the Biden administration urged and even mandated Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube to, quote, censor viewpoints and speakers disfavored by the left under the cover of combating misinformation, disinformation, and malinformation. Judge uh, Dowdy's injunction provides that these agencies and their employees may not communicate with social media companies by urging, encouraging, pressuring, or inducing any manner for removal, deletion, suppression, or reduction of content containing free speech. These agencies may not flag content on social media platforms or seek to remove content or suppress its reach. The agencies may uh, also may not press the platforms to alter their guidelines for the removal, suppression, or reduction of content that contains protected free speech, the injunction states. But the injunction allowed federal officials to continue to correspond with social media firms regarding criminal activity, national security threats, and other matters. On September 8th, the Fifth Circuit partially upheld Judge Dowdy's injunction, allowing certain agencies to communicate with companies in some circumstances. But on September 14th, Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito put the July 4th ruling on hold, which allowed the government to continue interacting with social media companies. Then on September 22nd, Judge Alito extended the stay to midnight on September 27th. As of the evening of September 27th, the Supreme Court has neither acted to extend nor refused to extend the stay. So again, I mean, it's just just open violation of the First Amendment. It's just – and I mean the sad part is now that we've reached this conspiratorial critical mass, they don't even really have to communicate with Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and, and YouTube. The people who work there just sort of know, and a lot of them are actually ex-intelligence agents themselves. So it's like – you can't communicate with social media. Well, we work here now, so I am social media. I can't communicate with myself. Like It makes no sense, and it makes no sense how this is just allowed to continue as their suppression of free speech really ramps up ahead of 2024. I'm sure that has at least something to do with it. Now, let me remind you, folks, we got through the whole first hour, and I didn't even tell you that vitamin mineral fusion is back in stock 
and 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. It is the platinum standard of advanced multivitamin formulas. It has returned after being out of stock for months. It's vitamin mineral fusion. Back in stock, 25% off. All the vitamins, minerals, and everything you could ever need, really. I'm not a doctor. It's not a medical statement. But it's got everything you could ever need, ever. But it really does. I mean, you know what we should do is we should have, like, a pile of vitamins, just like pill after pill after pill. Vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin C. You need like five vitamin C capsules and however many vitamin D capsules. And it would just be this big pile of, of chalky pills or one delicious scoop of vitamin mineral fusion. It really is like a bottle's worth of vitamins in one delicious scoop. It tastes great. Add it to your smoothie or a glass of water. And it, it really is an incredible pick-me-up, especially with the Massive amounts of B12 in there, which is really one of the powerhouses behind things like energy drinks. Although, in this case, you're getting it without the added 50 grams of sugar and all the other, you know, poisonous stuff that's in the sugar water that they call sodas or energy drinks. So treat yourself to some vitamin mineral fusion today at InfoWarsStore.com, 25% off in this reintroductory price as we've been out of stock for so long. I want to go to a sad video here. It's from the Post Millennial. Posted this article about it. Clip number 11 says Veteran removed from Staten Island nursing home to make room for illegal immigrants, a phenomenon that we saw and have seen in Europe for a while. Where again, these foreigners invited and carried and brought into our country by our own government and the unelected non-governmental organizations and supranational organizations that fund their way here. They get preference over the citizens of the country, even those elderly without any other place to go and who have themselves put their lives on the line in defense of American freedom. Let's go now to clip number 11. This is Frank Tamero, 95, a veteran of the Korean War who was only given two months' notice to find new assisted living facilities after management sold his nursing home to the city to house illegal immigrants. Let's watch. It was very disgraceful what they did to the people in Island Shores. They gave us time to get out, but they never said when. And they never said they were going to get it us out. And then one day, there's a thing on the board, a notice on the board. You got to be out by March 15th. I think that gave us like a month and a half to find yeah. out where we're going to go. I thought my suitcases were going to be on the curb because I'm not that fast. If it wasn't for my daughter, they would have been on the curb. <laughs> but that's what it happened. And uh, that was it. I said, no, 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 you're not moving me. And they said, yes, 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 we are. And it, uh, everything was done behind closed doors. Yeah. And we didn't have a chance to actually make any attempt to stop them because there wasn't enough time. I- you know, this was posted with a response from a Twitter user that said, Every single drop of American blood spilled in the last 120 years has been for absolutely nothing. 
and like this is one of these inconsistencies. This is one of these occurrences that should really make you question what's really going on. When you have a country, America, that has been so dominant on the world stage that for the last 120 years, I mean, we, especially after World War II, I mean, we dominated the globe. There was an American from Kansas or Iowa or Ohio presiding as supreme ruler over every corner of the world from Japan to Western Europe to North Africa. We owned the world. Imagine putting your life on the line, watching your friends and family die in miserable, muddy pits, but coming out victorious, winning this major victory, only to have the end of your life. You watch as the nation that won, that was victorious, that succeeded in all of these conflicts, cast you aside, dispose of you like you're nothing, as life has gotten Nothing but worse. Everything's more expensive. Nobody is happy or healthy or proud to be American as your country is just disassembled right in front of you, torn down piece by piece. What did we win? We did win, but what did we win? And, And like, how does this work? Like, what's really happening here when you can have these people put their lives on the line sacrifice themselves, achieve victory, and then come home to find themselves slaves. What's really happening here? Who's really benefiting from all of this? The satanic New World Order is betting against humanity. They're betting on our weakness. They believe they can destabilize civilization and bring us down into the ashes of history. Trap they've laid for us will be their destruction, not ours. If we trust in God and if we are valiant and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth, who have decided that they will join with this soulless corporate system. As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfastly continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith, and we put our trust, and we put our destiny in the hands of God. Because it's been said a trillion times, if God be with us, who can be against us? I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man. But I'm not just a man. Just like you. No matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. And that's why the system hates you and fears you. And that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
sad thing what's been done to America in the last several decades. And I really have pity for the people like that 95-year-old veteran of the Korean conflict. He's had to watch as just very, uh, you know, counterintuitively every victory America achieves contributes to its downfall. How in a world where technology makes everything easier and faster and more convenient, conversely, everything has become more expensive and more difficult and more screwed up and messy and gross. I mean, imagine walking around like Philadelphia in the 50s it's just clean and bright and prosperous there's just kids running around everywhere and then slowly but surely you just see the degradation to where now it's just tent cities and piles of filth and hundreds of people just stumbling around like zombies and what's what's caused this i mean what is what war did we lose what enemy attacked us that left our people in this state? You start asking that question, and suddenly it becomes obvious what the answer is. That the wars that we fought were extremely successful in that the people who started and exploited them got exactly what they wanted. None of it was for the benefit of the American people. None of it was to progress or to extend our values and our power. All right, there's a tweet today. And it was. It was just a picture of, I think, of Philadelphia, Philadelphia or somewhere. You know, it could be any American city. I mean, this isn't reg, uh, relegated to one American city. It's every great American city that used to be. You know, bastions of civilization and beauty and pride. It's just like some, you know, fountain. And you can, you know, you can just, you can tell it's like a, used to be beautiful, right? It's like a beautiful fountain, carved stone, something that took a lot of money and effort to build as a public space for families and citizens to enjoy. Instead, it's just literally an open air drug market trash pile Tent city. That's really, that's like the perfect symbol of America. It's like the bone, our bones, the concrete underneath, as long as it was poured 50 years ago or more, it's like beautiful, clearly created with people who had pride in their community, the power and wealth actually funneled toward, towards the betterment of everybody by creating these beautiful public spaces. But on top of that, overlaying that, hiding, disguising that, is just the transient filth that covers it all. And it's frustrating because it would be a matter of an afternoon to clean it up. But we are prevented from doing that. Yesterday we had a story where... The Supreme Court, I believe it was the Supreme Court, or at least a Supreme Court, maybe of a state, was dis- deciding whether or not removing homeless camps constituted cruel and unusual punishment. 
right? They take this phrase that's supposed to mean like, you know, when it was written, it's like, yeah, if somebody stole a penny, they shouldn't be put on the rack and stretched, you know? If someone's accused of being a witch, they shouldn't have stones stack on their chest until they suffocate. Like, that's cruel and unusual punishment. Now, that same leniency, which is good, right? You want to be in a country that has embedded in its founding documents that cruel and unusual punishment is forbidden outright. That's a good thing that we have that. But then that good thing is taken and twisted and warped to where now it's preventing us from just doing basic cleanup of our city streets. And so, again, you look back and, and all of the wars that we fought in as Americans since World War I, they'll have certain things in common. One of them is that they all are predicated on false flags more or less in different varying degrees. I'd be of the Lusitania in World War I. Said it was a civilian ship that was destroyed by German submarines when in reality it was carrying munitions and a viable and legal target for war. World War II, it was Pearl Harbor that they knew would be targeted and had the plans for and could have prevented, but instead allowed it to be carried out because they wanted the political will to get into the war, which was utterly absent at that point. Vast majority of Americans had no interest in involving themselves in World War II until Pearl Harbor. They knew that. They needed that, so they let it happen. Korea is a little bit more vague, but Vietnam, you have the Gulf of Tonkin incident, confirmed false flag. The Gulf Wars, of course, the babies in incubators, the weapons of mass destruction. So not only are all of the wars predicated on false flags. Well, you can go back to, this, to the uh, USS Maine and the Spanish-American War. I mean, wars require con, uh, manufactured consent by the masses, and they do that by staging spectacles of death and destruction. But on top of that, you have what the consequences of all of these wars have been. Consequence of World War I was, well, the reason we got into World War I in the first place was the Balfour Declaration. What came out of World War I was the League of Nations, the predecessor to the UN. World War II, we got the UN, the United Nations, as well as the State of Israel and the Marshall Plan, where America would rule over Western Europe as they served as satrapies to the United States. Korea was a unique war where the United Nations, formerly a diplomatic body, actually fielded an army, an international army, a supranational army was fielded in North Korea or in the Korean War. And it helped set the stage for the Cold War era proxy conflicts that would erupt. Vietnam was a wonderful chance for the CIA to start their illegal global drug trade empire and also helped to divide the american people this was in the 60s when you saw the great cultural revolution predicated in large part to in opposition to the vietnam war as veterans were demonized and the peace and love free love hippie movement was used to destroy long-running traditions and completely reimagine the american ideology and identity including the 1965 uh, immigration heart seller act and the gulf wars they had a point too didn't they they destabilized the middle east they created the endless war on terror and the ensuing migrant crisis so it's not that american blood has been spilled for nothing it's been spilled for something very specific for the globalist schemes to create a one world government 
steadily eroding American sovereignty and consolidating power in the hands of the unelected corporate elite. And this 95-year-old Korean veteran, sort of the, the perfect example, he's now been kicked to the curb, not for his family. He would be made homeless as the government that he fought for, put his life on the line for, that his friends died for, themselves are bringing in foreigners to replace and unhouse him. Because now that they've squeezed him dry and drained his blood, they're casting him to the side like a husk, desiccated husk. We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. I think we've got 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 testosterone boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of Pain MD, incredible natural pain reliever situation. All three of these are back in stock and they're incredible and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Okay, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The American Journal, InfoWars.com, band.video. We're going to open up the phone lines on this Friday show. Number to dial if you want to call in is one 789 2539 That's 1-877-789-2539. Taking your calls now. Hoping your calls are not as good as they were yesterday. Yesterday they were too good, frankly. I'm trying to do, I'm trying to trying to do a show here. Got everything laid out. Suddenly people are bringing up stuff I had no idea about, and I end up spending like thirty minutes digging into these new things, being sarcastic, obviously. But uh, yeah, it's it's really incredible how many stories, like how tuned in the Infowars audience is. Like this, it really is what it's all about, the human intelligence network, how it doesn't matter how thorough our news gathering and, and aggregation is, we're just going to miss stuff. And some of the stuff we miss is because like, it's in people's personal lives. There is no news report on it, but once they you know, bring it to your attention, you start to find all the evidence for it. Yesterday, we spent a while talking about the cuts to Social Security that are being made and the overpayment that's occurring and basically just the overall fraud and incompetence that's gutting this country from the inside out. So whatever you want to call in about, uh, open line Friday, all topics on the table, one 789 2539 Before we move on from the last story, that 95-year-old man kicked out, a veteran kicked out of his nursing home to make room for the illegal migrants in New York let me just give you some numbers that really illustrate the level of this crisis. 
Data shows there are roughly 60,000 illegal immigrants currently residing in New York. According to the New York Post, only 800 adult-aged illegal immigrants have filed the necessary paperwork required to obtain work visas, which will allow them to start earning a legal wage. 60,000 people, 800 have applied for work permits. So, I guess they'll just be taking our money. I guess they'll just keep doing that. And, of course, it's not just the uh, money and, you know, the abuse of our citizens that we're having to endure in all of this. It's also the rampant criminality that comes along with it. I want to find this uh, exact headline. I believe I, I put it in here. I don't want to get it wrong. And really, I'm just delaying because I don't even like reading headlines about this. But, uh, well, suffice it to say, one of the, one of the new Americans... Allegedly molested a girl, seven, at New York City Hotel housing asylum seekers. A 34-year-old migrant molested a seven-year-old girl at knife point at a Queens hotel housing asylum seekers after he lured the child and her twin sister to his room where uh, there, police sources say, uh, said Thursday, the sisters, asylum seekers staying in the hotel Mint JFK Airport in Far Rockaway with their family, were playing in the hallway around 9.30 p.m. Wednesday when the sicko convinced them to follow him into a room on the second floor. According to the sources, when the twins' mother knocked on the door, the perv jumped out the window. The creep then walked back into the lobby, uh, into the building through the lobby where he was confronted by the young victim's older brother, and a fight ensued. Cops broke up the brawl and arrested the alleged child molester, according to the sources. Charges against him pending Thursday. His name was not released by the NYPD. A young married couple from Venezuela have been housed at the hotel for the past three nights, said they heard some commotion late Wednesday but didn't know what was going on. They'd been previously staying in a different shelter, but relocated when the rowdy conditions got out of hand, though their new location hasn't been much of an improvement. So they're literally just like, they're like, at the shelter before, there was trouble every night. We moved here because I complained about the shelter. It wasn't safe. I couldn't sleep. This is wild and there's trouble. I don't let my wife walk without me. So they're at some hotel where it's just insanity, chaos, crime, police visiting, fights, day in, day out. They're like, we can't take this. we got to get out of here. They move to a new hotel where suddenly a fight's breaking out in the lobby because one of the migrants, one of the invaders, is uh, trying to rape a pair of seven-year-olds. And it's just like, do we need any of this? Any of this necessary? Any of this something we should be tolerating at all even a little bit almost the most annoying well obviously the worst part about this i don't have to tell you but there's the added annoyance of the fact that instead of these people just never being in our country and just living in wherever they came from as they have for the last three decades in this guy's case right this guy grows up somewhere for 34 years and decides he needs to come to america and besides, he just he's going to risk that the the big trip that he took. It's uh, he's just going to throw it all away because he wants to molest a seven year old. I mean, okay, these are the types of people that we have. But why should we be tolerating this at all? Because now this guy is going to be 
you know, there's one aspect where it's like 60,000 or something kids joined the New York City public school system. And so American citizens were being turned away from their schools because they were already full of the foreigners now moving in. It's like they took our jobs. They take, they're taking jobs. They're taking positions in schools. And they're also you know, clogging up the court system as this molester who shouldn't even be here in the first place will now have to be arrested and there'll have to be an investigation and a trial and they'll have to call witnesses and they'll have to spend probably you know a couple tens of thousands of dollars uh, dealing with this. Again, just from someone that shouldn't even be here in the first place, but impossible to even quantify the cost that this is having in the overall expenditure of our society. Not just the money, but the time and the energy and the resources and the facilities and the rooms and the – I mean it's just an incomprehensible and unsustainable burden on the American people that we don't want, never asked for, but is being imposed on us and we seem completely incapable of countermanding. Insane. Completely and utterly and totally insane. In March, it was reported that the cost to house these illegal immigrants in taxpayer-funded facilities amounted to $10 million per day. However, the number has most likely increased given that the amount of illegal migrants has reportedly doubled in the city since the report. So remember, they're, they're putting aside $1.3 billion just to house them, just for the shelters, and that in no way includes the court costs and the policing costs and the just overall costs that Americans are now having to shoulder like the 95-year-old veteran who, of course, will now have to be paying for some other nursing home who had to pay for the move and you know maybe his daughter had to miss out on work to go help her dad. I mean it's unrelenting the cost that's being piled onto the American people and the benefit for us is what? So, you know, it's that deal meme where it's like, you get nothing, right? You give me billions of dollars and your societal stability and your neighborliness. You give me your communities. You give me your position in schools. You give me your jobs. You give me everything you have. And you get in return a big headache and kicked out of your retirement home. Again, it's just, it's just hard to fathom that we're living through this right now. I envy the future historians who get to look back at this dispassionately and go, gee, what a crazy time. Glad we don't live in such a crazy time. Of course, that's dependent on us getting out of this time with some sort of civilizational continuity intact for there to actually be historians in the future that are actually interested in finding out the truth probably what's going to happen is you know five decades from now it'll be like the amazing beautiful replacement migration that took place that got rid of all the white people it was awesome the eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans they financed major universities they ran full page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the new york times other major newspapers that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that 
is getting women out of the household and teaching. Women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have the communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. The most powerful M4s life formula yet. DNA Force Plus is now back in stock for 25% off while supplies last. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your very DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include PQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologus root, rhodiola root, and an array of even more incredible antioxidants and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 25% off or for an additional 10% off, grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and Body's Whole Support. These offers and so much more are only available at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The American Journal. Infowars.com. Infowarsstore.com is where you go to support us. We'll go out to your phone calls this segment. Seeing there's a few. Oh, I want to go to this because I'm sure I didn't. I haven't watched this yet. I'm confused. Kind of excited by it. It's clip number seven here. It's John Fetterman. And for once, we're going to talk about John Fetterman and show a clip that's not about his incoherence or inability to dress and function like an adult human being. He actually says something that I agree with. We're going to praise him. Because that type of open-minded, loving Americans we are. Let's go now to clip number seven. Here's John Fetterman with a shockingly lucid comment. And let me say, I hope many of our colleagues agree the Chinese government and other U.S. adversaries should own zero zero agricultural land in our country. I believe that. I mean, they're taking back our pandas. You know, we should take back all their their farmland. <laughs> what? Is that a deep fake? Did I just get deep faked? Or was that John Fetterman making a perfectly cogent, rational, patriotic statement? My God. In case you guys don't know, uh, China owns all the pandas. That's what he's referencing there. Every panda on earth is owned exclusively outright by the Chinese government, and any panda on, in any other country is lent to that country on a temporary basis. So apparently China's taking back all the ones in America. There are no more pandas in America. China took them all back. They own the panda. 
which is uh, pretty funny to me. Does America outright own any species? We should. I, I know. I'm as shocked as you folks are. He was exactly right. China should own zero farmland in America. And then he goes so far as to say, we should just take it back. Yeah. Okay. Great. I'm, I'm absolutely for that. A hundred percent. Don't even do it legally. I like Fetterman's IDs. Like, oh, they're taking back the pandas. Well, we're taking back our farmland. It's ours now. Uh, but actually, the private ownership goes to the and then we own it now. We're the government. We can do that sort of thing. I think that's amazing. Of course, if you dig into it, I don't hold out any hope that he's. Like, actually wants it to be farmland. Like, if anything, it's like, yeah, we need to take it back from China and give it to Bill Gates to grow bugs on. You know, like, I'm sure there's something just ridiculous in there somewhere down the line. I can't, I can't comprehend John Fetterman making such a, again, patriotic, nationalistic concept, you know, uh, bringing it out like that. But, yeah, I, I 100% agree. Like, no reservation. John Fetterman is 100% right right here. Great job. Wear your sweatshirt. Wear your pajamas. Wear flip-flops if you want. Just keep advocating for the American people to own our own land and to not be openly infiltrated and, and subverted. Yeah, blast China for taking back pandas. I don't know. I, you know, Maybe these other conservative outlets want to talk about the panda thing and, and make that a focus because maybe it sort of goes against their narrative to – heap praise on John Fetterman, but we're not like that here at InfoWars. You do the right thing, we're behind you. You say the right thing, we agree with you. We don't try to talk about pandas as if that's the point of what he was saying. What he was saying was that we need to stop China from owning farmland in America, which is right and good and something everybody should get behind. That's a great thing. So thank you, John Fetterman. As uh, Winston Churchill said, I'd rather be right than consistent. So if I'm, if I'm wrong about Fetterman, I will eat that crow. I will put my foot in my mouth. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to drop all the criticism if he keeps making statements like that. Honestly, that's what we need, and that's where we can unify. Like this is the thing about whatever you want to call it, nationalism. I think this is a, that was a nationalist statement. Is that not where we can all come together? Sure, maybe you want abortion and I don't, and you want – more welfare and I don't. We can disagree on those things. Can we not agree on the basic things like we shouldn't be actively selling out our very land to our geopolitical primary rival of China? Is that not something that we can come together on, on nationalist principles, on nationalist platforms? Say, for the sake of all American citizens, here's the things we should be doing. There's a real opportunity for unity arising right now with the Backlash to the immigrants in these far leftist cities, to what John Fetterman just said about China, to the lack of interest in the Ukraine war by so many people on the left. We can all come together under nationalism and say, let's put America first. Let's take care of ourselves and our people first, and let's stop the globalist schemes that are dissecting us in real time. With that, we got to your phone calls. Sarah and Sean in Ohio, we got a twofer on the line. You want to talk about an administrator fighting EPA takeover of, a, of utilities. So this is a local story, I guess. Thanks for calling in, Sarah and Sean. 
Well, thanks for having us. Uh, appreciate you letting us uh, speak to you today. My pleasure. Uh, yeah, we we, uh, we live in a small community, um, and what we're seeing here at the local level is uh, regulations imposed by by the EPA. Um, and what I believe, from what I see, is what they want is is to take utilities. Now, as you said, sewers greatly regulated and for health reasons, of course. Uh, but what I see eventually happening is them pushing us to insolvency with their regulations and standards that small communities cannot uh, keep up with. And ultimately, they'll take over that utility and it, it eliminates the voters' right to have any say in water rates and they can arbitrarily be raised. And it's, it's a globalist movement at the finest level, at, at the smallest level, and there's no way that some of these communities can keep up uh, with their regulations, and ultimately they take the utilities. And that's just one of many things that you see, um, you know, when you work in government, this abrupt change, this, this uh, you know, these imposed sanctions that you just financially you can't keep up with. And ultimately yeah. they take the utilities. It's happened, happened all over here. It's a very good point, and we know what they'll do once they get control of those utilities. They'll, like, shut them off or limit them. I mean, once they – and we know this is what they're doing, and, and we see it with the C40 plans for cities that we've talked about, where, like, first they'll – and this is the way the globalists work, right? Like, first they'll ask you to do it. They'll try to trick you into doing it for yourself, by yourself, but then when you don't go along with them – they find another way to do it, whether that's outright force, they'll do that. They're, they're not hesitant to um, you know, actually just impose their will like we saw with the you know, shutdown on COVID. Like if you tried to stay open, they sent a tank and a police with guns to point your face to shut you. Like they'll use force to shut you down, but they prefer to do a, a, subtle, a, a subtle takeover like you're discussing where you know, if they want you to eat bugs and you don't want to eat bugs, well, they'll just buy the beef company and shut it down. And suddenly you don't have access to meat that's not bugs, and they'll just fill your grocery store shelves with bugs, and it'll be like, well, you can either starve or eat the bugs. I mean that's the way they'll do it. So I think that's sort of what you're talking about them doing with the utilities where they impose these regulations. The small communities can't keep up with it. They go insolvent, so they get bought out or taken over by the government, and then it'll, they won't say like, we recommend you keep your showers to 10 minutes a day. They'll be saying, we're the utility. Here's the amount of water you get. Here's where it gets cut off. Now we're going to impose our restrictions by fiat, by force, by you know something outside of your control, uh, and I, I think that's a uh, very effective policy they have, Sean. Yeah, it is. Uh, they know what they're doing. There's a a long term game, and they will uh, achieve it if we don't stand up and, and speak out. And uh, I just appreciate you letting me take take uh, your time today and share that with the listeners well that that's my pleasure is there any uh, is there a news story or anything i can point people to where uh, this is being talked about no i'm afraid not uh, oh. i wish i could point you in the right direction but uh, i cannot um, but uh, pay close attention to your own communities because they're very subtle right uh this is how they they come in and and eventually uh eventually break the bank if you will so that they have government control one hundred percent. And as you point out, they'll get away with this if we don't resist it. And resisting it starts with seeing it coming before it happens. Right. Once they get this in place, it'll be hard, if not impossible, to roll back. But if you can see the way they're 
game plan plays out and see down the line and go, okay, you're imposing regulations now so you can make us go solve it in the future, so you can take over in the future, so you can impose this in the future. You can stop them at the pass. You can cut them off at step one rather than waiting till step four and then reacting. So you're doing exactly the right thing and uh, making people aware of this and, and putting people on guard for this because I guarantee you it's happening in more places than uh, just your locality. We'll be back with the third hour. Your phone calls throughout. Don't go anywhere, folks. It's American Journal, InfoWars.com. A lot of people have asked me, why is InfoWars Store and InfoWars Life not at a probiotic for more than three years? And the answer is simple. We only bring you the highest quality to lowest prices. We had a top maker, top certified of probiotics for more than seven years. They got bought by a libtard company and said, we're not doing business with you, Mr. Jones, anymore. Finally, we got a probiotic just as good or better with a top lab that loves our show. We're able to private label it under InfoWars MD as our probiotic formula. So you can get a super high quality probiotic for amazing gut health and more at InfoWarsStore.com for 25% off right now. Now, wherever you get your probiotics, it's something everybody should be doing. But I'm asking you to try our probiotic because I think you're going to have an amazing effect and it funds our entire operation. So get your InfoWars MD probiotic today at InfoWarsStore.com. It's a high quality formula and it keeps us on the air. Take action now at InfoWarsStore.com. 